I'm queen, be divine, blase, blase. This is the cure, is conversation, blase, blase. I do hope you are having a great day, blase, blase. Cause this is the cure, is the conversation. And listen to what we have to say. So sit back and listen to the guests. Blase, blase, as they share their story and insights. Blase, blase. I hope that it will help you find your own light. Blase, blase, cause a cure is a conversation. Blase, blase. So sit back and relax. And listen, blase, blase. So let's begin. Greetings, greetings, Debbie Dowling in the house. I am Queen B. Divine, and this is The Cure Is Conversation. And when I mean The Cure Is Conversation, it means that we're going to bring back that energy. You remember pre, pro, uh, before COVID, everybody was hiding before, even during COVID, everybody was inside. So I want to bring back this energy of just meeting everyday people, amazing, superhuman people um, for to, to bring back that energy so you know we can talk. And how beautiful it is to walk down the street and say, hi, I'm so-and-so. I would love to get to know more about you because there's something about you that just resonates. So Debbie, before we get into what you do, I want you to explain to the Cure audience, who are you and what does a day in the life of Debbie Dowling look like? <laughs> well, my name is Debbie Dowling-Waba. I am a mom of six children. So as you can imagine, my days are pretty busy. Um, my youngest is 15 and my oldest is 32. So there's a wide span of uh, ages there, but um, yeah, so my, my days are usually just about taking care of them and also about uh, running my business and just trying to get ahead and share what I have to share. Uh, and thank you for taking your time for being here because it's super important. Because I said, in order to shine your light, you've got to tell your story. And blase, blase means to tell your story. So that's what you're here to do. So... Um, as we get into this show, at the end, I want to I wanna let you know how that's going to run. And you know what? And I want the audience to know. At the end, we're going to get you to tell them the details, where they can find you, if they need your assistance, where they can reach you, because that's super, super, super important. Also, um, I, you know, anxiety. You know, this is your expertise. Am I correct? Yes, it is. And, you know, when I think of anxiety, I, you know, I think of that that tense moment before, whether it be an occasion, an event, or just in life generally, but when I don't think of it as an ongoing issue, which is a new, um, a new aspect for me to see that people are constantly living and constantly in that tenseness. And I know for me, five minutes of that, I'm like, I'm, I'm spent. I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> we got to get out of this. So how did you get into being an, um, an, an anxiety advocate for the, in, those who are feeling this, this energy? And how, tell us your story, how you got to that place. 
Sure. So for me, it was about, I was in my early 20s and I was in college for my bachelor's in psychology of all things. And I was sitting in class one day and I just had this real tightness in my chest and I felt dizzy. So they called me, they called the school nurse, they brought me to the, the um, school nurse's office and they tried to give me orange juice thinking it was sugar related and it was not. And my mom had to come and get me. I thought it was just a one-time thing because once my mom came, it passed, and by the time I got home from school, I was fine. But it started to become a regular thing when I was out in public or in crowded places. So that was uh, almost 30 years ago. So you know, for now, it's it's been an ongoing thing for me. Um, I've had times that are better than others, uh, days that are better than others, but. The whole reason why I even started my business was through my journey with anxiety. I didn't really talk about it. I kept it a secret because anytime I spoke of it, I was crazy. It was in my head. It's not a real feeling. And it is a very real feeling, especially somebody going through it. And I wish that I had somebody to kind of hold my hand through it. So for me, that's where I came up with this idea for business to be that person that I wish I had. Throughout my journey. Mm. And you know, that's where a lot of us find our purpose, our niches, and how we're going to shine light by going through these experiences. I know when I left my childhood home at 11, and that was a long time ago. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I remember the, the anxiety of who was going to raise me. And I was just 11. Who was going to feed me? Who was going to take care of me? But when it's ongoing, I realize it can really deplete the 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 health of your mental stability. Um, and how how do you share? How do you help people who are feeling that energy and like you know I I, I can't you know people are telling me it's not real but I feel it. You know how do you help them to migrate through that? Because there's nothing worse than trying to convince somebody that you're really feeling what you're feeling. You know. So how do you do that? Well, that's a great question. So oh, for me, first of all, and most importantly, is validating that they're feeling that. Validate their feelings because when you are experiencing that and you aren't getting that validation, it can also trigger a depression because you feel like you're not understood and you start to feel like, well, maybe I am crazy and you're not. So my first and most important thing I can say is to validate that the person is actually feeling that way. Mm. So, yeah, and then um, I have different things that I've learned along the way that I like to share. Um, there's, you know, like exercise is important and you don't have to go to a gym to do that. It could be as simple as go for a walk. It could be doing jumping jacks in your room. Um, I like to hula hoop. No, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, establishing a routine. It doesn't have to be a minute-by-minute routine, but for me, I have different parts of the day that I do have specific things I do. And for me, that's been... It's it's really helped me to stay focused and as well as have that understanding, okay, well, this is the... I'm at this part of my day. This is what I can kind of expect. This is what I need to do. So routines are important. Uh, another tip is breathing. It sounds so silly because we breathe. <laughs> but you know, finding that, uh, like a breathing, there's
just a breathing method to do. You just, for me, especially if I'm in the middle of a panic attack, just to get that big deep breath in can be really hard. So I find that just practicing breathing and trying to get that deep breath in through your nose and then out through your mouth can be really just relaxing. You can keep doing that. So that's another thing I recommend. Meditation. Huge, huge, huge. I agree with you. Huge. <laughs> right, and I do, I do one right before bed um, because this way here kind of shuts off everything that's been going on in my brain or it shuts my brain down. Right. But specifically for me, it has to be guided meditation mm. because even if I'm not focusing on the person's words and actually what they're saying, I'm focusing on their voice and it gets me out of my head. So that's another thing I, I recommend. And then there's other things that I do, like I've walked around with a old-fashioned plastic curler in my pocket <laughs> that was, had points on it. And when I would start to go into that panic, I would squeeze it because it would break up that that thought pattern. You could stick a piece of ice in your hand. That helps. Um, I did a video recently on... I was at a restaurant and I always make sure I have a glass of water with a lemon. So if I start to feel overwhelmed if the restaurant's getting really crowded or I just have that feeling, right. I take the lemon out and I bite the lemon. And that can distract your thought pattern as well. So I've got a lot of little tips and tricks up my sleeve. Wow, that's a giant sleeve. That's some nice tips. I'm, I'm listening to my damn. I, I love that. I love the lemon. Because you're right. You know what, you know, my mama used to say that, you know, because I used to be a nanny for many, many years. And if you're going to take something away from a child, you've got to give it something else to keep the, that, that, the, the energy there. So I love that because sometimes even my own, in my own life, whether I feel the anxiety for just a moment, um, I love that taking that lemon and go, and it refocuses you where you're at in that moment. Am I correct? Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's what happens. I even wear jewelry that I can play with. Right. I have a ring that's a, it's a fidget ring. I mean, there's so many different things. <laughs> so, yeah, and, that, and that's what I try to teach because you, the important thing is knowing, again, somebody's there for you. Mm. They understand what you're feeling and giving you these tips and tricks because Sometimes, and honestly, sometimes something might work for me this time and it doesn't work for me the next time, but being that I have all these things, I can just go down the list and find what's going to work for me in that moment. So it's nice to have that little toolbox and just pull out those tools and say, okay, this is working. And you know, some things are going to work for some people and some things are not. It's a matter of finding what works for you, but I give you that whole big toolbox and you can figure out which tools work the best. You know, I, I love that because I realize in today's society, and thank you so much for sharing that because it's super important that, you know, the cure, the, the cure is a conversation audience knows that there are ways out of it and you don't have to sit alone or feel like you're alone. And I have to, I have to say that when it comes to anxiety, I haven't met anyone who specifies in it. Yes, they talk about mental health. They talk about, you know, being the, you know, and me, myself, you know, the best version of who you are, but the specific about anxiety, because it's really, especially in this world today, there's so much of it. You know, there's so much people who are anxious to growing up, anxious for leaving college to being on their own. Are they going to get a new house? Are they going to get a new apartment? So, 
you know, I want to tell you personally, and I know you already know this, you are super important to this world. So I just want to say thank you. Um, you know, you said you had six kids. Am I correct? Yeah. That we are alive. Oh, no. You know, and I, <laughs> I haven't started that journey yet, but you know what? You know, I I love that you get to manage. So, do you find anxiety in managing your new your 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 career, and and how do you balance that between family and getting your message out there into the world? Well, you know, and part of that is the fact of having those like those routines that I talked about. You know, sometimes it, things just pop up, and I, I kind of learned a little bit more to go with the flow which it was a hard thing for me to do at first and it would give me a little anxiety but now that I've kind of learned how to manage it it does flow much nicer for me but and much easier but it, it definitely is a challenge and you know it, when they were younger a lot of times even with their school events I, w I was not present I was there but I wasn't present because I was always in the anxiety always feeling that way and it was consuming my life, right. and I just really needed to find a way out. So that's where I, you know, started, started researching and, and trying different things to see what worked and what didn't work. And you know, one of the things that I wanted to mention for me that was huge was talking about it, mm. normalizing it, discussing it with my friends and, and you know, family, and really making them understand this is a real feeling. This is how I'm feeling, it is a real feeling. And I think having seen me go through it so much, my family more understood it. My friends didn't really know. Like I told them at one point I was agoraphobic. They didn't believe me. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Oh. I was, it was hard for me to even go outside of my house and get the mail, but it's a matter of just wanting to over, you know, like find a way and, and try to deal with it in ways. But also again, like now my friends know I might be feeling this way and it makes me actually feel more comfortable that they know because I don't feel like I'm hiding this deep, dark secret anymore. I feel like I can openly discuss it. People discuss their blood pressure. They discuss their diabetes. They discuss, why can't I talk about my anxiety? Why can't I normalize it like everything else that's out there? It's a, it's something that people do experience. So for me, I want to normalize it so that it's a conversation that can be had. Because I know people that have anxiety don't want to admit it because of the fact that they don't feel they can talk about it. And I want to give them that space to be able to talk about it. Pause for the cause. This is a moment in the podcast where you can check your surroundings, grab a glass of water, juice, liquid, so you can continue to positive flow within your body. Thank you for listening to The Cure is Conversation. Now, let's take a deep breath in and a deep breath out and be present in the moment so you can get the most out of this podcast. Thank you again. And remember, all the information that you hear today is the story of our wonderful guests. Please do your own homework when it comes to any issue concerning you. Because you are on a personal journey and you need the best information to help becoming the best version of you. 
So, let's get back to the podcast, back into learning, and continue the journey and the story from our wonderful guest today. Unpause for the call. That is just beautiful. And, you know, it's, it's, we're on the same path with that because I realize, um, you know, when it comes to societal norms, if it doesn't fit the box, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be talking about it. We should leave it to the wayside. We should hope that they get through it. We should hope, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, and so I really truly agree with you that the cure is a conversation. And that's why I critique this show called The Cure is a Conversation because I believe that if we can talk and we can get past the boundaries of whatever stops us from connecting and then talk about the issues that stop us or block us from being the best version of who we are, we can all heal. Because there's enough room for all of us to heal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there is enough. And there is no competition. Your mental health is a personal journey. Um, you know, it's a personal journey. which takes your time, what feels comfortable for you, using tips that are comfortable for you and at a pace that is comfortable for you. And that is e- that even that set, that whole equation right there, gives anxiety, you know? Because <laughs> people are like, how long do I need to heal? Um, what if I don't do the right thing? I, you know, I'm just going to take a, a step on a, a branch here, and I believe that Debbie says, you can do it at your pace. And this is why she's created um, a space for people who are feeling this way. Now, Debbie, can I ask you, you mentioned something, you said panic attacks or anxiety attacks. Are these one and the same or are they different? They can be one and the same, but for me, like an anxiety attack, I just may feel nervous and I might start to get that feeling, like that tight feeling in my chest. If I'm going into a full-blown panic attack, I'm shaking all over, my chest is really tight, I start to feel dizzy, I... And I just go into that fight or flight mode, right. and I, it's always yeah, just, it is. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they, I mean they're, they're they can be similar. Um, for me, Joel, you know, the panic attack just takes it to a new level. Ah, I, okay, that's they're something. More intense. They're more intense. That's something I've learned today because I, you know, I I always thought that they're one in the sense, one in the same, but I realized there is a subtle difference, especially someone who has experience like you do in um, anxiety, the field of anxiety. Another thing is how, how do you, the average person who's sitting there listening right now, they from their comfort of their home going, am I a person who has consistent anxiety? Um, am I, or am I just having a day? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> just having just a day or is this a lifelong journey? How do you tell the difference? What how, what you can what can you tell our audience to say? This is how this looks daily, and this is how it looks continually. Okay, so for me, it was a case of I each day I almost had this dread, especially when it would be to leaving the house uh, or going into like going to a party or anything like that. I almost feel like this sense of dread and. If it's consistent for me, that's something that is more than just a bad day. You can have a bad day, maybe feel a little anxious, and then whatever was causing that anxiousness might just pass. It may be just, maybe you have, you're having a test in school, like for a student. You're having a test in school, you're feeling anxious about that, 
but the test is over, you're fine. That to me is just having a bad day versus it's a constant, every day you start to feel that dread of, of going to somewhere or just the thought of being in a crowd consumes you. So when those thoughts keep racing through your head or you still have like a lot of racing thoughts, that to me is is not just a bad day, if that makes sense. You know what, that makes a lot of sense because you know, like, like I said, the cure is a conversation and some people might not know that just having a bad day is a bad day. You wake up and you go, okay, let's try it again. But I'm going to um, take another step out that if, if it is anxiety, you are constantly in that space. You are constantly just, you're, you're having those those deep, deep breaths and you're just like, what do I do? What do I do? So if you're listening out there today, you know, be sure if you find anything that resonates, you write it down um, because it's important to, to, to listen you know, because a conversation is not just about just talking. It's also listening and jotting down ideas that can help you be the best version of who you are. And like Debbie, she has done a lot of work. Um, you know, Debbie, you know, did you did you know um, that that anxiety would be part of your your, your focus and in your, your life's purpose? Did, was it just did it jump out at you? It, it actually didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know I, I lived through it. I, like I said, I have a bachelor's in psychology, but I have a PhD in experience. Mm. So I, about a year ago is when I really just started to think about becoming an entrepreneur. And I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. And I couldn't figure out, like, how would I do that? Like, what am I going to, what am I going to do when I grow up? <laughs> feel like they need to know what they need to be doing and what they what they should be doing but I love how you said I have a PhD I have experience in PhD because sometimes you need the experience to see exactly what you're meant to do how you can shine your light so if you're out there thinking what am I going to do I'm, I'm straight out of college I gotta find what you know don't forget that PhD in experience because it will definitely help you guide you to where you need to be and that takes time that takes a lot of time and have, you know, a lot of people don't know, um, you know, for me, I always say when I wanted to find out and really center on mental health, I made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> I can and it's okay. 
mistakes, things that almost deterred you. Is there anything that you can look back and go, oh my gosh, I did that, but I'm still here? You know, for me, actually, it yeah. really is just about the confidence. Right. Like, who, you know, who wants to hear from me? Who, right. who would actually benefit from my words? And a lot of it has to do with my confidence. And I've been doing this scared, like scared doing this business because I don't, you know, I've been a stay-at-home mom for 20 years. Right. Who, who am I to run a business? Who am I to start a business? Who am I to help people? And that's where you know, the whole passion really just makes me go past all that because yeah, I am so passionate about this. I'm like, yo, you know what? I have made it this far. I have figured a lot of things out now. There really is nothing that can stop me. I, I, I love, I love that. I feel your genuineness. I feel it through. Um, and, and, this, and this is new, you know, I'm usually out and about, and but I love what COVID did. It really brought people together um, from around the world because of technology. So, you know, thanks to technology, I can share this journey with you and you can share it with me. So again, thank you. I do want to ask you another question. You, you mentioned in your bio, God first. I'm all there with that. How has your, your, your belief system helped you with your anxiety? Well, you know, it, it's, not, it's really, everything's kind of been going hand in hand because it, it also, in finding myself, I've also turned back to my spirituality and, and following God and stuff. So just learning more and really going more into my faith, mm. things have just been falling into place because I'm listening. I'm listening to those God whispers that I'm getting and I'm really following what what's been being sent to me, messages. I, I get messages and stuff and I'm like, okay, I'm listening. Okay. <laughs> so it, it's learning to me it's been listening to when I get those little God whispers and follow them because every one of them has led me a step closer and a step closer and a step closer to where I'm supposed to be. Uh, that is, you know, that's beautiful because I know on my journey, I can completely um, be a testimony to that because I know there were times where people were saying, oh, this, you know, mental health, it doesn't really mean anything. Mental health is this. And how, how dare you think you can be a host. How dare you think you can talk to people? And I love how you said confidence because it's one of the most important things that I had to have for myself was to believe and to know and reach out to people um, and then say, hey, I would love you to share your story. So if you're listening out there, um, know that confidence is so important. Believing in yourself. Um, you know, and I noticed in your background, it says you are loved, you're beautiful. And that's one thing that we can tell our inner dialogue or inner conversation. We can tell each other, tell ourselves that I am loved. I am loved. Um, and every day you get into that, um, pattern of looking, cause I look in the mirror. I ain't gonna lie to you. I have my days <laughs> where I got to you are beautiful and what you can't see is it says you are not <gasps> oh look at that you are gonna see and, and how 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 beautiful because she said the things that you can't see and technically we can't see that we're enough but we need to yeah. know that we are enough and you know and so thank you and even when i look at, like i said every day i used to get to the mirror and i look at myself and say i love you i love you. and sometimes i hear i hear a voice go back are you sure you, you sure you love yourself <laughs> We have to. If we don't love ourselves, we can't love anybody else. If we're not happy inside, we can't 
happy. With, at the end of the day, it's about making ourselves happy, being happy with ourselves, being happy in our skin. Because if we don't feel that, we can't give that. You know, the saying, you can't pour from an empty cup. If we're not feeling it, we can't give it. Uh, you know, you know I love that. It, especially when you're working in like mental health field and stuff, you have to fill your cup because you have to be strong for yourself and for the person that you're helping. Mm. You can't give to somebody that needs it if you don't have it yourself. Oh, beautifully said again. You know, I always say if you're looking for love outside yourself, you've gone too far. <laughs> Start within and then give to yourself. You know, many of my um, my colleagues and those who I talk to have that same visual. That Imagine yourself on a plane and God forbid the plane, you know, is going a little willing. It comes down to give you the oxygen mask first. Not your part, not your neighbor, but you. Because you are only useful when you're breathing. <laughs> so, <laughs> amen to that, right? Hand to God. Hand to God. So, uh, in, our, in our, the last four or five minutes that we have, um, um, I just want to say, first of all, again, thank you. And um, I, I really do appreciate love that you have come and shared your time. But the people out there are saying, I love this Debbie doll and I think she's fantastic. Where can they connect with you? Do you have a website to be sure they can connect and they can get the help to be becoming the best version of who they need to be? So let's tell them where they can find you. Well, one of the easiest places to find me is on Instagram and my Instagram handle is uh, Debbie D Waba five. So, that's one of the easiest ways. On Facebook, I'm Debbie Dowling Waba. And I have a link tree, which is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Debbie D. Waba again. And it, the Waba part is spelled W-A-H-B-A. So those are the ways that people can get in touch with me. You can also find me on Clubhouse and the Owl app. And I'm a... I'm, just put myself everywhere these days. And yeah, <laughs> God bless you. And that's what we need to do. We need to be out there. Um, and because, you know, some areas are restricted. So some areas are restricted. So what I would like to say is that I love you. I love you and love you. Thank you for sharing your time. Debbie Dowling, um, an anxiety advocate and, and connector to those who need the help. So check her out. And I want to say thank you again for spending your time on the cure is a conversation and we will talk again. And all right, audience, take a deep breath and take care and take care of you as you go out there. Thank you. I am Queen Divine, and thank you for listening to today's podcast. The Cure is the Conversation podcast is brought to you by BluntReflections.com, where mental health is the priority, because the priority is you, and you deserve to be the best version of who you were meant to be. Today's guests share their stories and journeys and their insights in continuing that journey. So be sure to check out any links below if you'd like to continue that path on becoming the best version of you. 
I myself have been down that road and believe me, it is very difficult sometimes to find the support and information so you can become the best version of you. This is why I created The Cure Is Conversation. It will definitely lighten the load so you can see the best way forward. And when you have someone who you can trust or you feel comfortable with to have that conversation with, it is definitely empowering. So please check back weekly where I will feature guests who will help you move forward to becoming the best version of you. Greetings, I'm Queen Be Divine, blase, blase. This is the Cure Is Conversation, blase, blase. I do hope you are having a great day, blase, blase. Because this is the Cure Is The Conversation, and listen to what we have to say. So sit back and listen to the guest, Blase Blase, as they share their story and insights, Blase Blase. I hope that it will help you find your own light, Blase Blase, because the cure is a conversation, Blase Blase. So sit back. And relax and listen, blah,